Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio. I'm AJ McLean, joined by the beautiful... Cheryl Burke. Cheryl Burke. And knock, knock. Who's there? Renee. Renee. Renee wearing shorts above the knee and Ugg boots, taking a red eye. Uh, Do you borrow his shorts to rehearsal sometimes? No, but but to see him in shorts is already like... Basically, like seeing your own shadow, like the you know Groundhog's Day. Yeah, now but, try doing the cha cha. Yeah, but he told me yesterday that he went to get food in shorts above the knee and UGG boots. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? Are you a chicken Malibu during the summer? Oh like, what my is- god! We, we were on the phone late last night, and then I said, look, before you go to sleep, I want you to have this image. <laughs> yeah. I said, I was wearing shorts with Ugg boots. Yes. And he's like, stop, stop right yeah, there. Yeah, please don't. Please, <laughs> please don't continue. I, I can't. It's, it's like my stepdad. My stepdad used to be a runner and all he wears still to this day when he tries to run is da- like Daisy Duke shorts. Like oh, so yeah. high oh. up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's not funny. cute. Yeah. He's got some good legs, but I, not cute. I used to, if I would wear shorts because I'm from Florida, it's always hot as balls. If I'd wear shorts, they they would have to be past the knee. Have to. And now, I guess, as I'm getting older, my shorts are getting shorter, and I'm starting to shrink. So I don't uh, know what's happening. A week man. ago, I went to pick up AJ's computer at his house, and I was wearing shorts. And then uh, his wife, Rochelle, says, oh, I've, she did like a double take. She goes, I've never seen you in shorts. And I said, and now you know why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Whenever AJ walks into rehearsal with shorts on, it, I'm, I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. It's like, it's hot, man. I want to just, I just want to dance in my shorts. That's funny. No, you guys- but it, it does. It, 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 it's a weird feeling dancing in shorts. Like it just, especially it ballroom. Weird. Ballroom, yeah. it's not good. 
Hip hop, fine. Ballroom, not so much. Hey, you guys kicked butt tonight. I have to tell you, Thank the you. whole Thanks. the whole thing was amazing. All our friends were crying, and and then I made the mistake of watching it just before we started recording, and that's why I walked oh. over and I said, "I'm not crying. You're crying." Oh, <laughs> see, I thought you were referring to me because I I cried for the first time. Yeah. I think. Really? Wait, well, let's talk about that. When's the last time you cried? I don't know. I'm trying to think about it. I think. Honestly, I think it must have been like during a package. I don't know if it was during. Oh, maybe Jack, Jack Osborne actually during the final. You're very stoic. Freestyle. You're a very stoic person. Well, see, yes. Renee, you didn't finish. So after the performance is when it becomes Tear Fest 2020. Um, and and I just want to say to oh wait to uh, ah. Derek. I just want to say to Derek. Uh, first of all, you are a, a stand-up human being and an all-around gentleman. Um, and, and, when, and then when did you get that quote and did what, you plan on yeah, saying yeah. it to Where us? did you find that quote and did that come from you? What was the what, quote? What was you'll the quote? See it, you'll see it when we're done. Okay, I'll be He's, right back. He literally said something so profound that that's what kicked Cheryl's eyeballs into like Darn fifth it. gear. I, I'm, well, maybe I'm glad I didn't see the whole thing because what I did see when... when uh, we can't watch this in pieces, Renee. No, no you know. have to watch it's it just in that full because piece. we start recording while it's still going on, right? You guys are living it in real time, and I have to wait True. for it. And sometimes I get to catch, and sometimes wait. I don't. But when Larry send him said, the link. Oh yeah, that's right. I should send you the link on Mondays. We get a link to watch. Everybody the Everybody should feed. be sent this link. Yeah, oh. you can watch the. Yeah, just well, send it to all of our fans. As on the, the West Coast. show's wrapping up. Yeah. Well, for me, what did it was that last shot with lyrics, you telling her you love her, and she said, I love you too. I was like, oh, God, yeah. that just daggered Well, to the I heart. closed my eyes because Cheryl told me prior to, she's like, don't listen to your package. Whatever you do, don't listen to it. And we're, all, and, and we're already on stage. The package is going, and I tried to plug my ears, and it was still too loud. So I couldn't tell which one of my daughters said I love you, but I thought it was Lyric. And I was already getting teary-eyed, and I'm just like, don't lose it until you have 90 seconds. Don't lose it till after. I know. Because the whole thing will go to crap. And yeah. And then to make matters worse, right before we go into this emotional performance, it's the whole package with Jeannie. And um, her emotional, you know, oh, speech gosh, to everybody. That's right, you guys. And Jeannie, we are sending you so much love, girl. Yes, Jeannie. Wow. So much love and prayers and wish you a speedy recovery and get back yes. get back home to that amazing man of yours and just yes. let him take care of you. Yes. Since you take care of so many people, it's time that's to get reciprocated. Key. Yes. Well said, AJ. Well yes. said. We love you. We love <clears throat> you, Jeannie. Stay strong. Yeah, man, it was a it was an emotional show tonight. I think all the way around, and th I don't know, man. Like you and I talked about this, Cheryl. Like, for example, Justina's performance was fireball, fire. Yeah, ball. she should have gotten tens. She should have at least gotten a ten, if not two. A ten, yes, I or mean, two tens, or three tens. Honestly, I would have. It's fine. I mean, like it was a really difficult routine. Yes, it was difficult, and I, I'm so confused. Just like I think we all are with the judges judging and how they're judging because it's so confusing They, they compare to you to you. Well, but like, mm -hmm. for example, like Neve's performance, he got critiqued by every single judge and then he still mm -hmm. got three nines. It's just, but it's if you so, look at his form, he does have the best frame out of oh, everybody. still. hands down, 
he has like the perfect so. frame. Okay, and so there's no I'm, question there. I'm right? jelly of that because that's my we- <laughs> that's my weakest link. Damn it. Okay, but I'm telling you, this is what Carrie Ann said for you. She is waiting for you to still do your breakout dance. I'm telling you, this is your last like standard frame, like wide frame dance Viennese waltz to Freddie Mercury, um, to his song. I forgot the song. What's Somebody this? to love. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So this is your chance. This is your chance to go out there and show them that you need to still be in this competition. This is your last chance as far as frame goes. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Do you, you know with duct tape my me. elbows together from the back? Do I don't you know. know. <laughs> it's not just the elbows. I know. Head Listen, back, are you listening, chest AJ? out. Listen. Yes. Listen to her. Do what Thank she you. says. My mom said Thank that you, to Renee. me. My mom said that to me this morning. Bruno she, said that to you when we first started. I know. But my mom went to, she, she called me this morning to wish us both good luck. And, oh. and thanks, Ma. And I was telling her all the things that I'm having issues with. And then she just comes right back with, honey, listen, just keep your elbows up, press your friend, and all the, all, all the stuff I just told her. I'm like, yeah, I know, Ma. I know. <laughs> if it was that easy, I would have done it by now. But oh, obviously, it is that easy. Uh, apparently not for me no, or for this you, is what, this for is, you. See, Renee Renee this yeah. is the problem is that he doesn't consistently think about it so when you right. see my thing is that I'm still thinking about my frame right. when I've right. danced for 35 years now yeah. he for some reason thinks he can take a vacation during the routine and not think about it he's out of his mind there's no way so what all he needs to do is just focus for 90 seconds on one thing that's wow. all I keep saying yeah that's it I got to tell you, though, the, the, the fact that you guys have to learn something so fast. I mean, I, I, I know you're a professional uh, ballroom dancer and closer to where you need to be headspace. But even as a professional dancer, a to lot. have to learn new stuff like that, I, I'm just like... Well, we have to choreograph. Well, not, like, yeah, we I was to, just saying, not even I knew mean, it. Honestly, I was not even... Um, I didn't get home till like 3, 4 in the morning That's trying to choreograph for next week. Wow. Wow. I have to be, see, you can't let this, you can't go on, like, you have to be ahead of schedule on this show or else you're just going to sink. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you guys I mean, the show's been really good so far about, you know, keeping the pace up with getting us the music, giving us as much time as, I mean, possible, really. So, you know, hats off to them doing that at least because I know you, you had shared with me like week one or week two that sometimes you don't get the music till Monday night. And then it's Which like, is fine. yeah, I mean, but I'm sure that the celeb is in full panic mode if they haven't had a chance to start getting the foundation ready. You know, I mean, no way. You, you realize that no one works on their dance until Tuesday. They don't yeah, work on foundation. Insane. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, I knew it's insane. I knew this one was going to be emotional. I kind of got tipped off yesterday when AJ joined Circle the Wagons, you know, our Zoom AA meeting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or, you know. Our meeting, <laughs> and uh, and AJ uh, was overwhelmed with gratitude. He he literally yeah, bro- he said that he broke down, and it made us all cry. It made us all cry when we see somebody, and we've all had our different times where all of a sudden you're overwhelmed with the idea that you're no longer a slave to drugs and alcohol, or drugs or alcohol. You know, it's just. It's a miracle. I've always said it's a miracle that anybody gets sober because yeah. if you think about it, you have to get sober at a time that you're the weakest, right? Like you're you're the worst version totally. of yourself 
and yeah. now yes, you, you have now you have you to rock bottom. Yes, and now you have to climb a mountain that you couldn't climb when you yeah. were your best self, and it's so it's it's an interesting sort of like paradox, you know. Mm. But but it ha we do have to get to that place, you know, where yeah. all yeah. of a sudden everything we've tried isn't working and and we end up back in that place and we're looking at losing our families we're looking at losing everything i have to know? say aj that one of the another crew member came up to me on the way after we did press tonight after the show and um she's actually one of the um one of the pas and um i've known her for a few years she's been on the show for quite a while and her brother is um is an addict and she just wanted to say how uh grateful she is to you and um being able to be vulnerable in your performance and it just really hit home. So for me, every time I hear something like that, it obviously like it's way more than what this uh, holding a paddle. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. You, and I you mean, know what, you guys, it is just quickly. I was going to say this pandemic has caused a lot of people to go into relying on drinking to get through it, you know, and I think that once we get a hold of this whole thing or at least get the vaccine and all that, there's going to yeah. be a lot of recovery that's needed for a lot more people. That's just my oh. my guess, you know. A lot, and she 100%. also said that, like, she said something about how expensive it is to go to the, some of these places. Yeah, right? yeah, it's true. Oh, it I is. Mean, I mean, ridiculous. that's the thing is, like, if you know, there's there's the real slum dog treatment centers that are just hard on you and whatever, and then there's the glitzy, glamoury ones. But at the end of the Club day, med. it doesn't matter where you go if you don't continue the work outside of there. I mean, that's, 100%, 100%. That's, that's, that's really where it is. Because I, mean, I, I know plenty of people that are in recovery that never touched a rehab. But, yeah. they, right. but they, they, they showed up in the meeting for the first time, and the next thing you know, they do the work, and they got you know decades of, of freaking time. So, how, I mean, how many times have you heard someone say that uh, they thought they showed up to the groups right to mm -hmm. learn to stop drinking and then mm -hmm. you f you find out that it, there's an old saying that says i came for my drinking i stayed for my thinking right so right. we continue to do this stuff not because we want to win you know a brownie button but just it keeps us out of out of anxiety it keeps us out of all the different harsh emotions that lead to want needing a drink or needing a pill you know right right, right. and so yeah it makes you just take accountability though as well right a hundred percent Cheryl. a hundred percent you know it's like like me talking about like you know because through my years of of party days like i in 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 my mind in those moments i thought i hit rock bottom when i got sober again for like the 50th time and obviously it wasn't my rock bottom and I, I and it didn't come from my own child, but you know somebody once told me, you know, uh, once you have a case of the yets, that's when that's when things get put into perspective. I haven't lost my job yet. I haven't lost my marriage yet. Right. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you don't have to get to there if you just do what you need to do. Like you don't have to get to the yets. I can't help but honestly, I, I, I love that we have this podcast and I love that we can talk openly and honestly. And when I look at you guys and I think, wow, you know, you could have gone a different way. Both of you, you both could yeah. have ended up. Well, no, who, we would have God not been partners. Yeah. Oh, no, we would not. Way, oh, God, first no. of all, 
but that would have never because Dina. I think Dina originally didn't have me with me, but just on a dancing level, but then also in the spiritual level as well. And right? and, and but yeah. who knows if you if both of you and I include myself and continued to drink. I mean, we could. God knows where we could be right now. You know, maybe, no. maybe oh. even even dead. You know, it's like it's, totally, a hundred percent. So yeah. I, I I just want to change gears really quickly because okay, unfortunately, in this day and age, nobody can say a single freaking <laughs> word and it not <sighs> make headlines or not. Especially get me. You <laughs> like. no, like nobody. You you. You literally can't fart in a bag and it not make it out to like CNN the very next that's morning. That's the headline. So that that's the headline. AJ that farts was in like a bag. me. That was like me drinking back in the day. I could not ever leave a club without being on TMZ the next morning. <laughs> They'll see. There you go. So that leads me to which I know in my heart the truth from what I feel from you. But the latest buzz is Cheryl Burke is retiring headlines. after. Season twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. Let's I mean, get into so, that. Yeah, let's I, let's get yeah. deep into that. Yeah. Let's so dive wait. So I did a podcast called <gasps> Chicks. What? I, another I podcast. Another Cheating. podcast. Cheater. To oh talk God. about our podcast, Cheater. you guys. <laughs> Stepping um, out. Promoting PMU. Pretty messed up, obviously. Um, so I I think I was talking about just in general because like the girls are fans of the show. Of Dancing with the Stars, I did the podcast called Chicks in the Office, and they um, have been she one of the girls. She's been a huge fan of Dancing with the Stars since season one, so she's known me since she was six years old. Oh wow, wow! I'm old, and I think this was like the start of okay. Well, how much longer? Like, I think they were alluding to the fact that like, am I going to judge or like, what do you want to come back next season? It's season 30. I'm pretty sure this was in the same context of what we were talking about. And then I was like, well, you know, eventually my, you know, my body hurts and it's like after this fall. And then like, I'm just starting to, like, I don't want my future, whoever I dance with, let's say next season to have to hold back because of my old butt. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going on the record right now and say (laughs) you would be the most amazing judge. Yes, oh, you. You, like, you honestly would. How do we start that? We need to start I, a a PMU online petition to have yeah. Cheryl Burke be a season thirty judge. No, but and serious, take the serious. rightful seat next. The thing to is, it's starting to get crowded up there. You know, like but, four judges, but, five seconds. But we got to gotta start campaigning for this yeah, because no, I think to. you'd be an asset as a judge. I mean, you're so you're, you're so meticulous, right? Yeah. I mean, I have a fee. I'm not saying you'd be the Simon Cowell or anything like that, oh. but I'm saying that. Yes, I would. No, I don't know. She might. She might. No, it's funny. I definitely couldn't like BS. That's for sure. No, but that's what. But that's what makes you so down to earth and so real. Is that's what. That's what the show. Yes, the show's emotional. The show's this. The show's that. But if people really do want to continue to get better and grow as a dancer in this competition, yeah, they got to be told the the blunt. Truth. I mean, that's it's like, that's it's, it. It's like, do you want to know what Cheryl's thinking? Just ask her. <laughs> just ask her. Yeah, just ask her. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So really quick. Listen, uh, so I don't know if I'm retiring, but I, you know, listen, there have been a, my family for over 15 years since 2006. So it's really, it's like this um, relationship where it's like we go back and, and then I leave for a little bit. Then I go and get inspired or I go to Argentina and then I'll learn how to Argentine tango. I'll come back and then I'm inspired. Like it's important for me to keep my brain 
challenged. Sure, you know, I can't sure. keep doing the same thing. I'm on autopilot and I get bored quickly. So I'm just like, and that's not fair as well. Like I've had seasons where I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, here I go again. Let's learn to cha-cha. You know what I mean? But then I'm like, I'm not feeding my brain anything. So then yeah. that's when I get that anxiety. Well, when you, the time you, comes. You become detached from it, you know? And uh, Well, that's what I mean. That I'm on, auto, like, yeah, on autopilot. You know what? Here's the thing. In the, in, the, in the little amount of time that I've known you, the one thing I do know about you is that you are a, a fighter and a trooper and you're a very determined individual and you're a very passionate person. So and you're a businesswoman. Yes, and, 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 you're very inde- and you're very independent. So regardless of whether you do come back or you don't come back, I know some way, somehow, you'll still be able to use your passion and use what you do yes. for the better oh, for good. Sure. I already and have so many different ideas. Exactly. So, you know, somehow, some way, you're you're still going to be somewhat dancing. I'm oh, sure. <laughs> I won't be dancing maybe on a stage in a skimpy costume, but like maybe I will be, who knows, developing like a dance program that I want to develop around dance therapy. Yep. But um, but you know, there's a lot of great things. I'm going to campaign for. But jobs. I would love to use my mouth instead of my body. Yes, absolutely. For money, but uh, I mean, who better to both have sound disgusting? A, I'll just say that's going to get totally. That's a meme tomorrow, by the way. That's that's an instant meme. I, you guys, have to stop asking me questions. I can't say anything. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, listen. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we have a very unbelievably special guest. Um, she is a businesswoman. She is a momager. She is uh, a woman of many things. A mogul. Uh, yes, I mean she's an entrepreneur. If you don't know who we're, who we're talking about friend. by now, she's a friend. If you don't know who, who we're talking about by now, then you obviously haven't been watching TV for the last almost fifteen years. <laughs> uh, the beautiful Chris Jenner will be joining us when we come back from wow. the break. Wow, yeah. wow, that's how lucky we are have we. finally made it. Yeah, yep. yep. Legitimized. Look, my made it. <laughs> we'll see you guys in a sec. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. 
comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. have a very 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 exclamation points infinity special guest on with us today um a very powerful woman a very beautiful woman a very elegant LA woman, mom <laughs> a amazing mother chris jenner is joining us Yay. today on Yay. the show Yay. hey beautiful yeah oh, look at that gorgeous woman you look so Hi, beautiful guys. you guys oh. look beautiful oh my goodness how I woke up you? like this. No, I did not. I did not wake up like this. You didn't? Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, I, my kids woke me up, and then I had to get ready, and <laughs> then I had to play time, and then I'm, you know, and then now I'm here. But um, you look fantastic, as, as always. always. Hi, Chris. Thank I love you. you. I love you more. I've been voting for you, Cheryl, like I do every year. Yay. Thank you, team. And pretty messed up. Honestly, Chris, my fingers uh, get sore. <laughs> Chris, this is you. also uh, the other host of our show, Renee Elizondo. Hi, Chris. Hi, Renee. How are welcome, you? Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm awesome. We're so yeah. happy. We've been excited all week knowing yeah, we were going to be on. Thank you for awesome. doing this. I know you're very busy, so thank you for making the time. Oh, my God. I would do anything for you, Cheryl. You know that. Every you. time <laughs> I need a dance move, you're right there for me. You know it. <laughs> how, did, how did that go? Speaking of dancing, how did that go? Oh, well, we need to still finish the dance. You know, Cheryl and um, Artem and, and Corey and I were practicing for our big dance, you know, presentation for my yes. family. And that's when COVID hit. And we that was it. the last time that I was actually in public was with you. Uh, isn't that crazy? So crazy. And all of a sudden it was like, no, we're shutting down dance rehearsals. And I'm like, shutting down dance rehearsals. <laughs> What is happening? It it must be serious. (laughs) Yeah, something serious is happening if we're shutting down. (laughs) That's right. Oh, man. So do you guys never finish the dance then? So you never performed? No, we couldn't do it without you. Okay, well, to be continued. I crossed the rows, you know, I thought about you. Right, 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 right. bigger, Bigger things going on and just, you know, like realizing what was happening and, you know, all joking aside and, and being serious, it was just so, um, 
devastating for so many people to watch business after business shut down. And I mean, who would have thought a year ago that you couldn't uh, go to a restaurant or a movie or a Disneyland or, you know, just all the different things that we've taken for granted since the day I was certainly born. Yeah. Um, I remember yeah. you walking into rehearsal with gloves on and, and this is when it all started. Right. And I was like, wait, what's going on? We have to start wearing gloves and then masks. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, surreal. this is the new normal. It's so it's weird. It's a very surreal time. I mean, we were, we were finishing up our last leg, not our last leg, but like the middle of our current uh, tour that we're on right now, which was in South America. Wow. And thankfully we were able to get home. Otherwise I would st probably still, you know, be there because they shut down the borders and I was excited to at least get back home to my kids and my wife, but we don't know. I mean, my my whole world is is going to be the very last thing to come back. Unfortunately, concerts and live shows, that's the last thing on the totem pole. But I know when it does come back, people are going to be ecstatic because people uh, love yeah. live concerts. They love you know, shows. I was um, talking to someone last night and I said, what do you miss the most about life as we knew it? And their answer was concerts. Yeah. And I thought that uh, was believe interesting. It. You know, everybody has something that's that's uh, that's their trigger of, of what they really miss. And, totally. and more than one person I've heard really missed the um, just the experience of a live performance. And, yep. and totally. I mean, just being on Dancing with the Stars, I miss hugging other people. <laughs> Yeah. Like we're or just even a so, live audience. We're so quarantined with our own partner. Like AJ and I are only, it's only the two of us. Even the producers, yeah. Chris, like when Rob did the show, you know, yeah. you saw that there was field producers in the room. Now they made a whole dance studio into like where all the producers go, but they are not allowed to interact with us. We're constantly being tested five days a week. Um, and it's just really like you want to hug, right? Because like we're dancers and we just want to touch each other. Right. <laughs> but it's so hard. It's so it's it's weird. Doesn't, it's different. It, doesn't it seem so long ago that all of this started? I remember when they yes. when the rumors were that that L.A. is going to shut down. Right. And I was like, wait, what are, what are you talking about? The whole city. And then over here where I live in Calabasas, the local store went into that where everyone was buying everything and it happened the day that they announced Disneyland is closed. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's when it hit me too. Like, whoa, this must be serious. The happiest yeah. place on earth is shut down. Yeah, they yeah. shut down literally on my, on my youngest daughter's birthday. The whole plan oh. on March 19th was to take her to Disney. She's the biggest Disney, both my girls are, but she me was turning too. three and literally that day wow. shut everything down. And my wife and I, to this day, it's like, what are we going to do come her fourth birthday? And I was like, we got to figure something out. We got to maybe bring Disney to the house. I don't know. I'll dress up like Mickey. We got to do something because. I know. You know How has it been our, for your, you and your family, kids. Chris? How's it been for the family? Good. You know, a couple of my family members have gotten COVID. So yeah, that was rough wow. at the time. Um, but now that, you know, we look back, we feel so blessed and, and lucky and just lucky to be alive lucky to have each other lucky to have all of our blessings and the grandkids of course and, you know you just start thinking about all the things you're so grateful for and so absolutely from did you a place of gratitude absolutely. did you panic when you heard your family members had it was there like this because i imagine for me if i heard my daughter got it my first thing would be like terror well chris like, my stepdad got it three times Three times? Three times. Like, because he's a dentist, as you know. And so he, it's just, 
you know, three times. I'm like, I don't even, once is enough, but three times. So I know Chloe got it. Who else got it from your side? Kanye got it. Oh, Kanye got oh really? It very bad. Yeah, he had it for oh, a long was that time. public? But um, I don't know. I didn't hear no, about I, that. Well, that's so crazy. Well, I'm glad everyone's okay, right? Yeah, no, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, obviously. So when, when I found out Chloe got it, the most devastating thing as a mom is your instinct is to go over there and take care of her. You know, of course, of course. Exactly. Of course. But what are you going to do? <laughs> and I couldn't go over there. So that, you know, I was terrified because I thought, you know, I'll, I'll be darned if I'm going to let her sit over there by herself because I, totally. I can be pretty stubborn. So yes, it was just it was a battle of wills for a while, but she yeah. through. She had it for a very long time as well, and it really oh, wow. it hit her hard, which I was surprised oh. because you never know, I guess, how hard. And in the beginning, when it all started happening, I think we were all terrified because you don't know what's happening. Now we have a right. more information yeah. and experience with other people that have had it, so you can kind of gauge what other people's experiences. But at this time, there was like, I, Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks were the right. people yep. that I knew that had announced that they had gotten it and they were in Australia. Right. And then also they say like, if you're um, over a certain age, like my dad, he, um, you know, he already has lung issues from breathing in. He has basically emphysema from breathing in all that stuff that, you know, comes with being a dentist and then on top of that he's over 70 and so it was so I wanted to also go home to San Francisco my little sister Nicole wanted to go home she was basically like on her way I was like Nicole what are you gonna do there's nothing you can do you know you have to just let it be my mom was there my mom never got it um but I do have a feeling that has something to do with blood type I think I don't know. I've, I've heard and I've read articles about oh, being O positive. I guess you're not as susceptible. My dad is A. My mom's O positive, and she never got it once after my dad. I'm um, A, so got, I'm screwed. So, yeah. you know. Well, Jack Osborne also didn't get it, and he's also O yep. positive. So, I don't know. Oh, I find scary. it to be a pattern, but I'm not, you know, Dr. Fauci. So, yeah. were they, you're not. Were they able? No. <laughs> Chris, no. Were, they, were they able to trace back where? possibly chloe or kanye got it i don't think so no no i think uh it was it was just random and we were all so careful and by the way on a good day all we see is each other it's right you know really travel in a in a pack i mean we just you know right it's our little tribe and so um that's our regular behavior anyway we're not you know Contrary to popular belief, we're not out and about every night, you know, swinging totally or something. So, Chris, so shooting the show right now, like obviously I'm just assuming that you guys maybe have very limited crew, limited everything right now. Right. Like, I mean, everyone's obviously, you know, has to wear masks and probably gloves and booties when they're shooting in, you know, in your homes. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I mean, our, our uh, parent company, we work, you know, E is our network and then right. parent company is NBC universal. So they're very compliant, buttoned up, play by the rules. We they get tested right every day, tested every day, like rapid testing. We get the yep. nasal testing a couple times a week. So we're very um, aware of how we're feeling. We get our temperature taken every day. I'm not sure what that does, but uh, yeah. You know, I just, I think that we're really trying our best. We wear masks unless we're on camera. Um, and then. Have you been shooting yourself like in the beginning of all this? Yeah. So we self shot for the first couple weeks. 
we were maybe maybe even a month we were um we were given equipment that was dropped off right. in sterilized you know packages and taught how to set it up and um i went to um i went to the desert and shot from there and we were all trying to just stay um isolated and then once we felt like we were quarantined then we were all together you know because we had all quarantined right. um just because of chloe getting it um we were all quarantined and then and then we started shooting together and then as the crew started to trickle in it just became a little more normal and that's right. kind of where we're at now we're we're back to our regular crew which isn't that big to begin with but right yeah and so i mean now so now i hear and it's so sad because i literally i felt like i grew up watching you guys and now you know i feel like i'm a part of your family you are. um after <laughs> thanks I and mean, you guys are done i can't believe it you guys are ending this whole you know amazing i guess journey of so many years how long have you guys been doing keeping up with the kardashians it's been over a decade almost 15 years oh my god that's as long as i've been doing wow. dancing in the stars 20 22 seasons right 20 this will 20 yeah, 20 we're, 20 we're shooting season 20 right now and wow. um i you know i gotta say it is every day i go to work i think wow i you know we have a few weeks left and oh. very strange but Listen, I always say the best is yet to come and there's always going to be another chapter. Totally. And so of what's course. next for you guys? Like, do you, are you going to do spinoffs or are you guys just going to take a break? I think we're going to take a break for a minute because okay. our seasons seem to run into each other and the girls never really have much of a break. And we all have, um, you know, careers and, and other businesses that we're doing. So it gives us time to focus on, you know, what we need to do and get our ducks in a row and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. But so I have, a, we, I have a random, it was really best going out on top, you know, with, you know, totally. oh, yeah. you don't want to be, you know, hooked off, like canceled. Jump the shark it was yeah. under your terms for sure. Yeah, for sure. I just have a question, Chris. I mean, I'm cause I've, I've, I've always been really curious, um, you know, because I've been obviously watching you guys from like day one, you know, when you guys were doing stuff with Benjamin Murray and Jeff Jenkins, who's a really close friend of mine. Yes. Um, you know, would you do anything differently? I like like since the show started, would you would you have even done the show back when it started? If you were like, let's say you were starting it now. Yeah. Would you would you still want to do the show, or would it be something different? I 1000% would have done it exactly the way we did it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What, you know what I, I have no regrets. I wouldn't change one thing. I think that the things that were meant to have a light shined on them or that was a blessing for somebody else to learn and all the lessons we learned along the way and yep. just all the, I have the best home movies in the world. Yeah, totally. I know. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. It's professionally awesome. shot and I'm yeah, sure it brought I you guys closer together. Right? Yes. Yeah. Chris, Chris, so I I was married to someone that was famous, so I had front row seats for 14 years of everything that goes on. And I genuinely want to know, like, how do you keep your feet on the ground? How do you keep from going insane? Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we tried that for a while. Yeah, we tried that. And it did not really work out for us. It, it worked for a few no, years. Yeah, but... sometimes the hangovers and fun. I'm kidding. I, um... <laughs> what I, I look at each day as I truly look at each day as a new beginning. And I think, you know what, whatever happens, That's beautiful. Today, 
things that happen and that are, for example, in the media or something, you know, crazy happens or, you know, people's feathers are ruffled over this or that, you know, you just sure. pick yourself up, brush yourself up and start all over again the next day. And I think that we all have really thick skin. And I yeah. think that, you me, know, um, you have to, let me ask you, like, do you do like, do is there feng shui in your home? Do you have do you meditate? gurus meditate like is there a ritual that you do to keep from going crazy well i pray i say my prayers i i feel like i'm very spiritual and i believe in god and 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 jesus christ and uh, that's what's in my heart so for me it's important to instill those same thoughts and and feelings to my kids and my grandkids and i think that you know we all pray a lot and we pray as a family so right. we pray awesome. before we have a meal. We pray about things. You know, Kendall mm -hmm. used to get nervous about flying sometimes, and I would get on the phone with her. She'd be in another country. We used to travel together all the time. And as she got older, you know, mommy didn't always need to be there. I'm sure she thought it was annoying half the time. But, you know, we'd be <laughs> in another country, and she'd be flying home um, after me, and she'd be anxious, and I'd get on the phone and pray with her and, you know. And it just is very, I know Rob and I, uh, Rob, Rob and I would pray before every, um, dance every Monday. So he's very in touch also yes. with his, uh, with God and spirituality. How is Rob doing? He's so good. He is so is he? good. Yes. He's really great. He, his daughter dream is great. And yes. He, he's so in love with that kid. And so, he's such a great dad. And, you know, you never know how, you know, you have kids, they grow up, they have their kids and, you just don't know how somebody's going to be as a parent. And he's just, wow, just yeah. really is amazing. He He's always been a caretaker, even though, you know, I was his teacher. He still made sure that I was always okay. He's very, very sweet soul, that guy. He is. <laughs> I, I, I really do admire you as a parent, Chris, because, you know, as a, as a parent myself, you know, it is, especially in the entertainment world, it is difficult, I'm sure, to juggle everybody and to try to separate business from personal and mom and grandma from yeah. business partners and whatnot. But, um, you know, how has it been working with the girls, you know, building all these amazing brands, but being able to kind of separate the mom aspect of it from the business side? I mean, that's, that's gotta be challenging sometimes. Yeah. Well, listen, here's the, here's the good news. And this is, you know, some people say, you know, what is the key to success or how did you get the girls on this path or the other path, as far as being a mom and a manager. And I think that I could, you know, the, the bottom line is I could come up with a lot of really good ideas on a business level, but if nobody showed up, to mm -hmm. work, I would be just another person with a bunch of great ideas you know, sitting at my right. own desk, you know, in my own office. But I'm so blessed to have these girls with the amazing work ethic and the way they, you know, Kim's up at 4 a.m. in the gym because she's trying to get to, you know, her 20,000 business meetings. And they're all the same. They all have the same enthusiasm and passion for what they're doing. And they, they have a lot of, uh, they take the responsibility very seriously of that this is a business that they want to grow for the rest of their adult lives so that they have something for their future and they now have kids and you know so is there that they, they they know that as a manager 
I help them achieve some of those dreams and lead them along the right path and organize, you know, all the stuff that goes with that. But as a mom, um, we have the best, you know, life together because we're always together. Yeah. I feel you're being humble, truly humble, <laughs> but you instilled these things in your kids. Yes, absolutely. You, know I mean? you did. I, yes. I think that to say manager is sort of short selling yourself because you've had to be a mom, you have to be a manager, you have to be psychologist, best like you have to be coach. <laughs> you have to be yeah. a lot of things, you know, and, and for like AJ and I uh, have known each other for many years. And, you know, the way we dealt with some of these crazy things was we did do a lot of vodka and we did do a lot of drugs, you know, um, um, Cheryl, Cheryl, same thing. That's kind of how this show came together was this people that did all that survived to tell about it and hopefully be able to help someone else out. I'm blown away with all the people on your team. I've never met any of them in rehab. Like, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) You know, they've stayed, they've stayed away from those things. And that, that to me is genuinely admirable. Like, admirable it's a, it's amazing to you. time for it if we go like my girls really don't drink um yeah that's they don't, amazing they don't have any interest but listen i'll tell you one of the secrets in raising these kids was really showing up because when i was mm. young and i was in my i had courtney when i was 23 and when i was very young and my kids started go, getting into grade school and on and on you know i was the soccer coach and I was the right. wow. mother That's awesome. and I was the Girl Scout leader and I drove, wow. you know, carpool and I got, I had the birthday parties and I had everybody Jeez. at our house doing, you know, teaching them dances and, and, you know, just doing everything, tennis lessons or, you know, whatever we could figure out for the kids. They had a lot of blessings, but we took advantage of every minute, you know, Totally. Really you were you did it as a family. You know, really you, you, you you know my mom and um, yes. my relationship with each other. And we kind of, we did try to do the whole like momager thing and mom and daughter. And we found it to be very challenging. Um, and I think it's because truly, like it was hard to separate. You know, we had dance studios. My mom ran my dance studios. We had three of them. Um, and then it was like, but then I wanted my mom. And then I, then she wanted me to like, do and talk business and I'm just like it was really challenging so I really I find you just admirable and just like a superwoman because like to be able to balance the two it has to be challenging or I'm sure there is a formula that you not a lot of people know about no you were invested in your kids which is huge and even today you still are even though they're all off doing their own thing they're all very very successful women and they're all, you know, with with multiple businesses, but you're still heavily involved. Like you didn't um, just speaking go, okay, of well, I Chris, I ten percent. Li- I have to say, one. Chris, I'm so obsessed with Skims. Like I think I have one of everything. Oh my, I, I am so obsessed. Like I cannot. I remember actually Kim Gate giving me my first pair of Spanx ever back when she did Dancing with the Stars. And I was like, what is this? And so I was like, no one knows undergarments like Kim Kardashian, I'm telling you. It's truly a dream, you know, it's a match made in heaven. I mean, her and shapewear, her solution wear is- Everything, everything wear. All her PJs, everything. All of it. Oh my goodness. I know. It's amazing to me that you've built more than just a product. It's a phenomenon. It really is. Like, 
again, not to keep talking about rehabs, but I was in rehab <laughs> and one of the times I was in rehab and they, they would take us out on the outing and most of the people wanted to just drive by your store, or, <laughs> you, you know, and it, it and, but th they loved everything about you and your family, you know, <laughs> so it's a phenomenon. And that's why I go back to this, you know, like, do you have a guru? Do you, like, the, what is it? <laughs> you know, I, I find it so amazing that you are so normal. Your, your, your kids are normal. They're not lighting their hair on fire. And it just blows me away. Where did you learn how to do all this, Chris? Like how, who was your mentor? Well, I think my grandmother and my mom, I think that I, you know, I was a flight attendant for American Airlines, you know, when I was 19, 20 years old. And I learned a lot of really great organizational skills and how to budget time and how to process energy and emotion and a bunch of people. And, you know, and you start that young and you have a responsibility and it's not like you can just jump off the plane if you're tired of working. Right. It's a lot of work. And I started off, you know, uh, learning those kind of skills and just regular people skills and yep. things like that. And it grew into getting married and having a family and taking care of a home. And, uh, you know, my idea of a really good time is cleaning out an underwear drawer. You know, wow. <laughs> that's where Kim gets that. That gives me great joy when you say, you know, besides saying my prayers, I think the one thing that keeps me sane and my team, anybody, my kids will tell you that I just love to organize. It makes me very calm and it makes me feel really, really good to walk into a pantry and have everything lined up. That to me is- I am super OCD too, I have to say. And Kim, I mean, Kim obviously gets that from you then yeah. because even before all of this, right? What, didn't she, or, she organize people's closets? Yes. Wasn't that what she yes. did? Yeah. That is so, yeah, that is, that takes some patience and skill. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, you know, you just learn skills along the way, but I think I've been- very lucky just to know some really amazing people and being able to cope, you know, yeah. coping is something that sometimes you have to talk yourself, you know, off a cliff <laughs> when yes. you don't yeah. exactly the way you want them to go. So I think right. having a lot of determination and, and reminding myself that I need to be strong because listen, everybody has a bad day. I worry about some of my friends going through mm. period of time we're going through. And somebody said, recently you know don't forget to check on your friends even though it looks like they have it all together i love that, that. so yeah, it's true that's very and spiritual I think we all thing have to keep kind of repeating that message because it's such a crazy time and we're all walking around with masks on and you know we're all triggered <laughs> yeah i mean triggered. it's it's different for everybody yeah yeah i mean people you know like uh, since this whole lockdown started you know uh being able, like, I should be on the road right now, um, technically. And well, I, now you're and stuck I with me. And I'm, yeah, I'm stuck <laughs> with this one. Um, uh, but, you know, the fact that I'm not, A, it's a blessing that I get to finally spend quality time with my kids because I'm always traveling. Um, I get to really reconnect with my wife because I'm always traveling. And me being in, you know, the, you know, program of AA, like, finally getting to really touch into my meetings every single day and really really focus on myself. And I think a lot of people are now getting that opportunity to really look, look inward and not really worry about the materialistic things in life and just really focus on, 
yourself. And for some people, but that's really scary. That, yeah. Yeah. But there are other people, like you said, that you do worry about because they, they may not, they might not have any structure or they may not have any outlets to, you yeah. know, vent their frustrations or their fears. Yeah. And you know, some people are not taking this whole thing really, really well and others are excelling in it. You yeah. Know? I, I mean, I loved it because all I did was a bunch of online courses on meditation and just like I'd love anything self-development, mental health related. Um, so for me, it was great. But for most of my friends, they just they can't yeah. handle it. They really can't. Carol, do you still do your um, what were you doing, your art projects? Yes, I'm definitely. So I found a new love instead of vodka. It's now diamond painting. Um, it's these days. I'm telling you, yeah. it's so addicting. It's so, it's kind of ridiculous. I'm rhinestoning a canvas, basically. It's like paint by numbers. Yeah. Um, have you ever done that? Yeah. So it's of like, course. it's so, it's so healing. It's so crazy. Anyway, I want to try it. Are I, you I bedazzling? Is that what you're doing? I, you know, anything with a sparkle, yeah. you know me. Yes. She loves her sparkles, believe me. Sparkles and her fringe. She loves her fringe. I love my fringe. Yeah. Oh my love Lord. love a fringe. Oh yeah. yeah. I've totally. been, I've been, I've been hit with the fringe. <laughs> and the hair many, many times so far this season. Fringe. Uh, I've got some more wounds. Fringe. Exactly. You, oh, yeah. Do you oh, know, yeah. I, I think these times that we're living through right now is forcing a lot of people to look inward. Do you guys agree? Yes, absolutely. You, for sure. Because I, I feel like, you know, somewhere along the lines, I lost track of what happiness was and what excitement was. And, and, and I, I tell people, I don't think it's my fault. I think that, you know, so, sort of songs, movies, everything is like I would die without you. Everything is kind of codependent, right? And so uh, the idea that like I, I confused excitement and happiness and, and I feel like this lockdown has forced me to see what really matters in life, mm -hmm. you know, like AJ was saying, materialism and all these things. And, and I think that it's easy to get lost in all of that, right? Until there's a lockdown and it's like, okay, I have to look at what makes me happy, you know? Like real things. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Real things. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um, what do you, Chris, what are you guys doing for the holidays? Like, are you still going to, I mean, obviously not have your annual Christmas party, right? Um, this year, maybe is it going to be more of an intimate setting than prior years? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we're still, um, we're still going to celebrate, you know, all of the things we always celebrated together. It'll be very small and intimate and, you know, focused on the family and, you know, uh, honestly, I cannot wait, um, to turn on the Christmas music. Yes. Yeah. Watch, yep. we, to watch um, the holiday and to watch the Santa Claus movies one, two, and three. Yep. Over, Love it. Over and over and over. Awesome. For that, I'm getting really excited. In your skims. In elf, skims. elf, elf, elf. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes my favorite. That's my wife's favorite movie on uh, during the holidays. That and, and the Jim Carrey version of the uh, Grinch. My oh. wife's already started decorating for uh, Christmas. She's already started. That's her favorite I've, thing. I to have do. Christmas lights all year around. Oh yeah, I don't care. Oh yeah. <laughs> it gives me joy to just be able to think that we're gonna have that, you know, that feeling in your heart and in your house, yeah. and you can decorate. And you know, my mom and I were talking about it this morning, and she's very sad because she's not feeling great, and she's kind of been at home. She lives really close to me, so I'm gonna see her right after this, but. I just feel bad for people that are older 
and that yeah. living, I know this sounds a little dramatic, but like are living like the last part of their life, like totally. instead of being out and about in the world and being able to experience things they waited their whole lives to experience. And, you know, that, that whole opportunity and, and life has changed because of it. And just yeah. some of her friends pass away and not be able mm, to yeah. connect, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's that, and that's so important. Heartbreaking. AJ, how do you and Chris know each other? Cause you told me that so you guys. I, so I met Chris years and years and years ago. I came over and I almost bought your house yes, on, in Calabasas oh, no, years right. ago. That's right. Yes. And it, that was the first time I met you. We moved from that house into the house where we started filming Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. I just had to be back in Hidden Hills. And AJ came over and um, saw the house. And I thought, he's going to buy it. I just know it. I feel it. He's going to buy the house. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that was a beautiful home. Beautiful home. Yeah, that was, um, that was a good, that had a great backyard. That was a very It cool. did. And I love the pool, the whole setup. Yeah. It was very, yeah. it was very like, almost like French style. It was, yes. beautiful. It was, a, it was a beautiful, beautiful yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris, I just um, saw that interview that Kim did with uh, David Letterman and I had no idea how intense that whole situation was. I was literally in tears on my couch with our new little puppy. And I was just like, I was, I could, I was shocked at the detail um, of what exactly happened. Um, how you were in the audience, right? During that interview. Yeah. How, how was that it's feeling horrible. of reliving? You know, experience? we were all in Paris, obviously when it happened and we lived through it and it just, every time, you know, I think that's the beautiful thing about one's mind is that you can put things in another corner once in a while and they don't come up again you know, very often. Right. It took a long time to get over that and to heal from that experience. And, and we're just her family, you know, imagine right. Kim. So when she was talking about it, um, you know, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's right. the most horrible, horrible thing you can think of somebody living through and thank God she mm. lived through it. So that's mm -hmm. the silver lining. Um, and then they caught all those people. So that was good, but it, that's amazing. It's tough. Thank God. Really yeah. tough. And, and, you know, I think she leaves, you know, you know, she's such a strong woman. Yeah. She, she gives is. me a lot of strength just by listening to her and the yeah. way she handles her life. Yeah. And did you guys work through this as a family or was it like a therapy or, how did you get through it? Um, I think everybody, you know, uh, uh, together we worked through it as a family. Yeah. And separately, I think everybody had to handle it, you know, the way that they do. I'm not mm -hmm. a therapist person. Um, I've never been to a therapist, really. Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, I just, like I said, I pray and I try to totally deep inside myself and, um, you know, just find the love in everything and not the negative. Yeah, and just absolutely. be a good uh, and 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 you know try to be a, a good listener. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, Kim is I'm I'm sure was you know venting to you and expressing to you her emotional roller coaster that she was on during that time. And you know, there's a lot of I hate to say it, but there's a, there's plenty of parents that I've known that are very like distant with their kids and they don't listen and they're not present and they could kind of care less what their child's going through. And which is horrible, 
but um, you know, they're more concerned with themselves. Yeah. And you are so in tune with all your kids mm -hmm. and and your grandkids and just, you know, that's that's a big thing to look back on and I'm sure all your all your kids are very, you know, ap appreciative of that. We all want to have a mom like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, has has it changed the your day-to-day -day or when you travel has it changed your I know once something happens like for me I'd never experienced death of a loved one and once it happens and you realize wow this is real you know so such a big thing that happened to Kim has it changed the way you go about your day-to-day -day? well I think first of all something like that does change everything just everything I think that right now um, the, the, I think the most immediate thing it changed for me was we all have a tremendous amount of security so mm -hmm. at our homes. When we're driving, there's, you know, people, two cars behind us, a car in front of like, we're always, uh, surrounded yeah. by security, which is, it makes you feel more comfortable and, yeah. um, they're, they're pretty capable. And then the next thing that I think changed immediately was just the need to tell people um where we were on social media so you know instead of like posting something oh, i'm in mm -hmm. you know yeah somewhere you know i'm in calabasas like wait till you leave calabasas and then say oh calabasas was great you, know, yeah. you don't need to turn off the location on your instagram yeah. uh because yeah we 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 had to deal with that with uh one of my members nick you know every time we'd be in dance rehearsal getting ready for a tour he would forget to turn off his location and we'd walk out or I would walk out to have a cigarette or walk out to call my wife on a like lunch break. And there's like a hundred girls and it's like, what, how the, what the, yeah. who, oh, Nick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. see what you did there. Exactly. And I think when people, you know, know where you are, that's, that's not a good recipe yeah. for uh, safety. And then I think just reevaluating, uh, showing off materialistic things, um, how mm. you live all the time, you know, toning that down a bit. And, yeah. um, I had, you know, no desire to be, you know, having anything, um, like, you know, jewelry and stuff on that would be as flashy as we probably would have in the past. So it taught us a lot of lessons, totally. made us come back down to earth. And we realized that, um, life is extremely fragile. Absolutely. Yeah. I have to ask this one question. Chris, would you ever do Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> you know I yeah. no Wait, Chris, I'll be your partner. I'll be your partner. Oh, God. Would I love that? You know what I would love? If I, if you and I could practice for about yes. three years. Three years? <laughs> all the dance down. And then we could just roll out there like, I right? know what I would We'll do. get all 20 dances. I'll start, we'll start, we'll start as soon as, uh, AJ and I are finished. That's Hopefully right. not we'll anytime soon. Out but... all the dances and that's right. And then I'm in. Yeah. Okay. I Deal. think you would do fantastic. It's Chris. season 30 next season. So it's going to be a big one. Great. You know what? Here's the thing. I have great respect for you guys. I know Cheryl, you're a pro and AJ, you are, have got moves and you too, <laughs> Renee, but <laughs> get he does actually learn a dance in a week. And have it not even no two days two, two days. days that's crazy town yeah i mean two, rob well, had such a great experience though right yeah, did rob ever yeah. like in the beginning he was like 
cold feet, cold feet. He was but. so much fun to watch too. Like I've watched a bunch of him with you. He's he so won. much fun to Ugh, watch. He really should have won. He, he really should have um, won. He, I can't believe, first of all, he did not know anything about dancing. Nothing. He's never did. Um, he was a, have you seen any of his dances, AJ? You're going to die. You no, should, I YouTube, our uh, Samba. He, he looked like he, he was having the time of his life. It was, that's so crazy. And I mean, the Adams Family Tango that we did was so good. Oh my God. Like, yeah. I need to just pull that out. Maybe I'll post that. I'm telling you, we should just reenact it. I'll be the guy. Yes. Okay. They're yeah. doing this, you know, on Strictly Come Dancing in England. They have um, two girls dancing together. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That so crazy. See? But See? Yeah. I will it could happen. Every time I hear the Frank Sinatra song. Oh, I, that was dedicated to his dad. I cry every time. If it comes on the radio, it takes me back to that moment in the ballroom. I know. I just got chills. We're dancing to that song, and I'll never forget the joy that I felt. Like, here's my kid out there dancing and nailing it in front of what twenty million? Nailing it, yes. Nailing. And that was back when we had an audience. Now we don't have an audience, Chris. So maybe yeah. you'll be able to do it with me. <laughs> A little bit less pressure now. Um, anyway, we love you so much, Chris. Thank you yes. for doing this. I know you're such a busy woman. I love you. I love you so and much. Thank you. thank you for always being so great to me and to my family. Oh, I love you. you guys. I, I feel I feel like we've got a legit podcast now. Yeah, yeah now that <laughs> like, Chris no, now, now it's on. like yeah, yeah. it's like we have, it's exactly we've we have made officially it. started. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations, so, you guys. I'm so proud yes. of all of thank you. Thank you so and much. You're doing a great thank job. You so much. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Thank you. It's so, it's so to good you. to see you again, and I, I'm sure I'll see you again soon. And, and we please, have to finish our little rendezvous with the with the dancing, okay, yeah. with you and Corey. Yes. Well, please send all of our love to the entire family, yes. and, and and stay stay safe. Especially Rob, give Rob a big hug. Please. I will. I will. Okay. God bless, guys. I love you. you Bye. Too, love babe. You. Take care. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. 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 All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much to Chris Jenner. I mean, yes, wow. Thank you. What, what a what a woman! I'm telling you, say. Chris is not just a mom to the, her family, her immediate family. She's a mom. She's been a mom to me. She's been a mom to so many other, you know, people that are Agreed. not necessarily in her family. And she's just a superwoman, really. She's an yeah. inspiration. She I know is. That. Every time that I've seen her, she acts like instantly mothering to me. Yeah, like she's, she's just so like she's warm. gives me a hug and she's like, "Hi, sweetie, how have you been?" Like she's so just good and down to earth personable about that, so thank you she is thank that's, you that's so much what, that's the thing down to earth you just yep. said it down to earth and you're right well, renee now our podcast is officially we're, launched we are we're, we're legit you guys mike, three mic drops right there <laughs> boom boom boom. seriously so pretty yes. messed up mic drop drop the mic yes thank yeah. you so much chris and uh you guys stay tuned and we'll be right back My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. 
You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you guys, I want to give a big, big thanks uh, to Chris Jenner. Um, we made it. We made it now. Being an amazing yes, we guest. Have. Thank you. Thank Religion. you so much, my dear. Thank you, Chris. Yes. She's so Love amazing, you. you guys. You're always welcome back on the show. Bring the whole fam. We'll just have a freaking Kardashian party over here. So, How down um, to earth is she, you guys? Yes. That's what um, struck me the most. Really quickly, uh, before we do our usual uh, reading of y'all's amazing emails. Um, I just want to say, just so you know, in case you didn't know, we tape this show every single Monday night right after we're finished on the ballroom floor. It is Tuesday right now, you guys, and I just want to remind everybody, if you haven't, hopefully on behalf of all three of us, um, please, 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 if you haven't voted, please vote, and more importantly, please be safe. Treat each other kindly. Love and with it. respect, and uh, let's all be safe. It's going to be a crazy day, but uh, please treat each other with love and kindness and respect. Um, wow, AJ, so, you're growing up right in front of my eyes. Uh, well, that was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we have an email from a young lady named Samantha. Uh, without getting into too much detail, my husband is very reliant on things like alcohol to get him through hard times. My husband's first instinct when he falls onto these crutches is to lie to me about it. 
I always see through the lies, but it's become not worth it to call him out every time because it, it does start explosive fights. How do I help my husband to feel comfortable opening up and being honest with me about these things? Well, mm. wow, Samantha. Well, that's just me in a nutshell, um, <laughs> literally with my wife in for, the past. For in the past, not now, but for years, um, you know, I put my wife through hell because, you know, it wasn't so much the drinking. Um, obviously, that was an issue because she wanted me to be safe and healthy and live a long, happy life. But she does understand that the, the disease of alcoholism, relapse, is part of that. Maybe not for everyone, but it does happen. But the lying and not holding yourself accountable was a big, big issue between my wife and I. Um, and the handful of times that I was honest, exactly how she said she would respond, which is a little disappointed, but she could then have time to process what was just said to her. So my suggestion to you, um, to your husband, is, you know, if you can get him to a place to be vulnerable enough to be honest and tell him, look, I will not judge you. Yes, um, exactly. You know, I understand that maybe this is something you need to do for whatever reason, but it's the line. I would line. just listen. Yeah. Just listen. Yeah, just let don't him even be try honest. and say anything. Yeah, yeah. Let, him, let him purge to you. Don't judge him, number one. And don't yes, interrupt. Yeah, you might be disappointed, but at least he's being honest. And the more he gets comfortable doing this, the more he will hopefully do it. Um, and then hopefully get the help that he may or may not need. Do you so. know, unfortunately, this is a situation around the world happening right now all over, you know, and it's such a tough place to be for anybody who is involved with someone, you know, in this case, it's a wife of a husband. Often it's the husband who's trying to get help for the wife, right? And of course, it becomes a, a point of contention because an alcoholic, the last thing they want anybody to do is to get between them and their alcohol, right? right. And then the person that loves them is watching them drown, right? And so it becomes such a difficult thing to approach because it turns into fights, right? Uh, an alcoholic, when you and I could speak as one when, when you point to them, hey, are you drinking a little too much? It's like, hey, it's a free country. I'm an adult. To get I defensive. Yes, yeah. yes, of course, because for, see, the thing I think it's important for people to understand is that by the time you become a full-blown alcoholic, it's not a want a drink kind of thing. It's a need a drink, right? Yeah. Yes. Trying to part an alcoholic with his liquor is like, being 200 feet underwater and pulling the oxygen mask off of the diver, right? Uh, the claws will come out. They'll do anything to get it back. So I have to be careful in skirting this issue, but there is a program out there for people who are dealing with a loved one with an addiction or, mm. you know, alcoholic problem. I, I, I would encourage Samantha to um, seek that out. Uh, we, there's traditions in, in our program where we don't really talk about um, these things, but at the same time, when someone's asking, you need to be able to tell them 
there are programs out there that will show you how to deal with the loved one. Yeah, for but the what if they don't want to go into one? What if like no. so? This is that this is the situation, right? Like for a lot of people, they don't want to. They first of all don't want to go into a program. So in this particular case, the person that would go is not the is husband. Oh, it would be some. It's like Elanon then. That's yes. exactly. That, you right. just said it. Yes. You just right. said it. exactly what it is. Learning right. the do's and don'ts of how to deal with yeah. an, it's someone that's actively. Yeah, I mean, my wife, my wife, you yeah. know, she she went through the same, you know, program that I that I is do. Is it daily? Differently. It's, it's, it's subtle differences, but it's very similar because uh-huh, uh-huh. a lot of us that are, you know, we have a, a, a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, a husband, a wife, a son or a daughter that are an addict and we're not. You, your knee-jerk reaction is to be defensive and aggressive and to point yes. fingers, but there, but but there is help out there for the normie, as we call them, um, dealing to, with someone to deal with an alcoholic or an addict on yep. their on their level to understand, yeah, and to be a little bit more compassionate, because again, it is a disease. And thank God that those programs exist, oh, because yeah. honestly. Imagine, you know, Samantha's one we're talking about now, but there are so many people that have that they're watching someone drink their life away and don't know what to do. And this question does come up and I'm glad we have a chance to be able to at least tell them, seek out Al-Anon. Yep. You know? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, listen to everybody out there again. um, You know, it's there's some crazy times we're living in. And more than anything, we need to band together. We need to be as one, unified, loving, loving, caring, peaceful, uh, non-biased, compassionate, compassionate, see no color, and live life on life's terms (laughs) kind of community. So uh, as we always say, one step at a time, one day at a time, we love you guys. Tune in next week on Monday on Pretty Messed Up. We will have a very special guest, the beautiful and talented Miss Caitlin Bristow. I love you guys. To, I love you guys. No, I love you. AK. I love all of I you. Love you. And Cheryl. we will see you guys all next Monday. Hopefully, Cher Bear and I are still on the show. We could talk about our great performance. But we are legit now. Yeah, no, we are Chris legit. We had Chris Jenner. We are officially. I mean, we like, are a podcast, the number one podcast on yes. iHeartRadio <laughs> right now. At least in this room. Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly, exactly. Love All you guys. Love Thank you guys. I'll love see you, you tomorrow, Cheryl. Yes, can't wait till can't the wait. next one. Yep. Follow Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. 
We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.